Oh my god, we're back again. This is episode 57 of Bionic. It's Monday, and it's August 26th, 2013. It's like th- four days since the last show, I think. Well, just just the weekend, so two days, if you don't count today on Friday. So yeah, two days. I like that even better. I'm yeah, Mike two Hurley. days off. Hello, Matthew Alexander. Hello, Michael Hurley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Crazy schedules this week. Yeah, and crazy. last week, you were in was... Vegas City. And uh, now your queen has dubbed it a day for you to uh, not work for the good of the empire. Yep, bank holiday, bank holiday Monday. Mm. And it is indeed for the good of the empire. We have one of those next week here in, in, in the land of eagles and freedom um, called Labor Day. Not entirely sure what it's for. Mm. Let's go uh, to Wikipedia and find out. Mm. You can talk. Okay. Um, you don't have to wait. For those who've probably taken the cue from the fact that we're looking at Labor Day on Wikipedia, um, but as our schedules have not permitted this, there hasn't been particularly a large amount of news. So we're here today to entertain you and to titillate you and to um, and to just give you a good all-round oral experience. Labor Day is an annual holiday to celebrate the achievements of workers. It has its origin in the labor union movement, specifically the eight-hour day movement, which advocated eight hours for work, eight hours for recreation, and eight hours for rest. Okay. Huh. 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 I never knew that the eight-hour day thing was actually some sort of mathematic thing. Didn't Tim Ferriss write a book about that? He writes a book about everything, and (laughs) I don't trust him. The uh, Omnivore's podcasting week four days something like that yeah maybe we could just spend the next 45 minutes coming up with potential tim ferris books <laughs> although he would do it in four minutes right because he is a an opti human right yeah every everything is a buzzword you open his book and the first word is just synergy <laughs> buzz <laughs> he doesn't even bother why bother um i did i did start reading um one of them, it was like four minutes to a better colon or something, and um, <laughs> and it was the whole thing. As with all of these books, it takes you ninety-five percent of the book until you get to actually anything remotely resembling instructions. Yeah. Um, so it's all just sort of like telling you that your life and the way that you've chosen to live is unabashedly wrong. And then you get to the sort of concluding portion and he's like, well, you just make these simple little tweaks by not eating any food anymore for four minutes a week or whatever. And your uh, digestion is going to be a thousand percent more synergistical with your testicles. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like an apt review of of a Tim Ferriss book. Yeah, and I also invented a new word there. Synergistical? Hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't um, get ha- that sort of stuff that helps self that helps self help self books, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, one of the biggest problems I've had since becoming, like, since breaking out and doing my own thing, you know, um, is that there's an there's an overabundance in our industry, particularly on our side of the internet, of uh, of advice, uh, unsolicited advice, um, and particularly for entrepreneurs, um, 
there's so many books about, you know, this is how you raise money. This is how you should run your business. This is how to run a sustainable business. This is how to deal with board members. This is how to deal with your finances. This is how to deal with accounting. And there's, there's some books that are just so overplayed and so oversighted, like um, The Lean Startup by Eric Ries or Ries. I don't know how you pronounce it. Is this show note worthy or do you not like that at all? No, no, you can, it's fine. I mean, it, there's a lot of validity to it. It's, it's basically just making the argument that if you have a startup, it should be answering some sort of problem and scratching some sort of itch for some uh, subset of consumers. I mean, it's just common sense. Um, but the problem is there's people that, you I mean, a lot of what it takes to do your own business or to launch your own media property or to do anything um, that's remotely different from just pursuing some sort of uh, career within a normal structure is you have to have some sort of self-confidence in the fact that you believe in your decisions and what you're doing and going off on your own direction. Um, but some people need that extra level of justification for what they do. So there's books like The Lean Startup, which they're, they're good as a resource. They're good as something to look at and to find as uh, sources of information and encouragement and just general advice that doesn't have to be taken as literal doctrine for the way you live your life and conduct business. Um, but then there's some people that just take them much like any other text, whether it's, you know, science fiction or religious documentation, whatever it is, they take it far too literally and use it as a substitute for a good mentor or for a uh, good common sense. And you come across these people that are just so overbearing about whether you adhere to these certain, um, philosophies regarding business and it's it, it my problem with it is and i'm talking very specifically about business right now but it applies to the sort of uh get things done thing and all these various things is that um there's a tendency for people to prescribe r solutions for um certain problems in your day-to-day -day life that people are very quick to adhere to and to follow and take as uh you know, the law for their personal lives that don't take into account the various different um, differences and variables that are divergent from the specific example put forth by the author. Um, sorry if that was a little bit abstract. I don't know how I got talking about that, but it's just one of my problems. It's, it's why I don't believe too much in heavy reliance on things like OmniFocus and things like that, because um, I think it's a slippery slope into focusing far too much on working out how to do things in a slightly better and more efficient way rather than working out how to do things in the first place. And I think that there's a lot that you can gain in terms of working how to be more, more efficient by stumbling and falling and learning your own um, faults yourself without just being told that you have a fault. So all these books about, you know, diet and uh, the four-hour work week is I think a Tim Ferriss book. Mm -hmm. It's all just, um, I find them all to be deeply abstract from reality and I don't think that they have too much bearing on the way that most people live their lives but I think that the, there's a very obvious danger and inclination for people to take them as something that does have a very serious gravity and bearing upon everyone's lives and uh, it's, it's just up to the intellectual capacity of the individual reader to discern whether it's ap it's applicable for them or not and for a lot of people, unfortunately, there's these people that, that take these things and then take it as something that must be shared and must be adhered, adhered to in order to attain success. 
And I just think that that's a fallacy. Has this show I... just become back to startup? <laughs> uh, yeah, back to my own. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, because, I mean, the, the, there are resources out there that are, are very reasonable, right? Um, like, you know, I, I do, I, back to work is the one exception. I listen to back to work, and I don't say that as any sort of way of being pandering or anything, but I think that there is, there's some self-awareness there that what they're, what they're talking about is they're talking about it from a personal perspective, and they're not prescribing something. They're talking about very specific instances and different ways to think about it. I think the problem is when you go more into these sites that are like, here's 10 ways to live your life better or here's 10 ways to, you know, organize whatever better and stuff like that. And it's, it's whenever people are trying to prescribe a solution um, for something that doesn't necessarily warrant it. Um, I think it, like for me, it depends on where that information is coming from. Like what is the position that the person's in that is giving it to you? So if we use back to work as an example, like, Merlin and Dan are not trying to sell us a book. Right, right, like, right. So right. the advice comes from a more wholesome place, like it, as opposed to somebody who's trying to, to literally make money from you or worse than that. I mean, because the books are not necessarily the most offenders, but these, as you say, these top 10 tips to get you $25,000 in 65 right, seconds, right, right. like that stuff is coming from a, a place of incredulousness. Itty. You know, the, the other person that does it well is um, Chase Reeves. Yeah. He does a brilliant job of, um, you know, he, he, he gives, it's, it, I think the balance, and I, I'll put it this way, because I think Chase gets it really right, along with uh, Merlin and Back to Work and Dan. Um, it, it's, it's finding a way to derive wisdom from your own personal experiences and your own personal failings to give cautionary tales about the way you live your life and the way you conduct business and the way you progress as a professional and as a person. Because when it comes to, I, th I think in an auditory form or in a video form, when it comes to Chase, um, they can be very relatable and they can talk about this stuff. And, it, and, it's, and it's a deeply personal topic. They're things that they each respectively have a lot of experience with. My problem comes from, as you say, when it comes from an Asian who's sort of declared their own respective level of authority and they've defined some sort of problem that is conducive to them selling more copies and whatever else. Um, so like all of Tim Ferriss's stuff, you know, like the four hour diet or whatever it was, the four, what was it? The four something, whatever. I don't um, know, man. Yeah. The four ways to a better urinary tract. Um, it's uh, <laughs> like all of those. The, the problem with them is that there's such huge topics that it would be it would be extraordinarily narcissistic and ridiculously reductive of the respective problems in those certain arenas to believe wholeheartedly that a book preaching that you can do all of these things in a very constrained amount of time is realistic and accurate and effective. Um, but what he's worked out is that by aiming his uh, sights at things like diet and work week and all these things that are just such broad topics. Literally anyone's going to walk past that in a bookstore and see like, oh, Tim Ferriss says he can do this and he's sold all these best-selling books and you're going to buy it because it's going to suddenly, it's going to be so resonant with you and the way you live your life that um, 
it would be foolish not to buy into it at that point. The value proposition is just very high. Um, and I think that's where the problem is. That it's, it's when people get sucked in like that, and it's not through any fault of their own, but it's, it's when they get sucked in and they become sort of uh, a member of the church of that various, of that, whatever philosophy it may be, and then they become preachers of it without having any contextual awareness and without having any sort of self-awareness as to whether that actually solved any problems in their life or not, whether they're just preaching, um, whether they're just handing out band-aids for people that have no scratches, you know? Whoa. What? Whoa. What? Band-aids for people that have no scratches. Mm. The British version is plasters for people with no boo-boos. We don't call them boo-boos. <laughs> I couldn't think we call of them, anything when I was saying it. We call them... Uh, how's your... <laughs> grazes. <laughs> how's your grazes? That's what we how's call them. How's your grazes? How's your grazes, son? I've got loads of how's your grazes down my legs. <laughs> my bloody knees. <laughs> Um, sorry, that was quite a sober introduction. It was just that that I like that band um, people that have no. Well, that, that's my that's my problem with all of this. You know, it's it, that's why I joke around a lot about uh, people that use and uh, rely upon the word workflow and people that look at things and they look at everything as a problem that needs solving rather than as um, a fact of life that deserves improvement. It's it's not that it needs solving. Uh, it's it, like there's certain elements of the human experience that are that way for a certain reason. And that's not to say that you can't improve upon it, but it's not to say that it needs to be fundamentally altered either. So I think that the way people become so reliant on these various tools and scripts and Python and whatever else, it becomes so increasingly fragile that the links between these various applications and the way you live your life becomes so fragmented and it becomes so much more about the the process of doing it rather than actually living your life and i think when you start really buying into that and rather than using it as a supplementary aspect of you know conducting business then it's just pointless so wisdom so wisdom you're so wise so, so you're so wisdom you're so wisdom that's so raven <laughs> oh, i was just thinking that that could be our new tv show you're so it's wisdom. really depressing <laughs> Just you with a big red leather chair and a, and a half half drunk <laughs> glass of cognac and a big cigar and no clothes. No, so I'm just well, slightly stuck to the leather. Well, you have you have trousers that have been torn away and they just lay on the floor at your <laughs> ankles, still attached at the bottoms. Yeah, it's kind you know? of like how people have taxidermied like bears on the floor. Right, yours just be lots and lots of trousers. Right, that are split open at the seams. Mm. The magnetic seams of which you have created, which for efficiency for better for better tear away trouser workflows. Man, we you could make that's the new site, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tearawaytrouserworkflows.com. I'm not buying that URL. That's the four hour the four hour stripper. We'll come up with a new URL by the end of the show. I'm sure. A new URL, URL buddy. Is that what you said? Nope. Oh. What? Um, how are you? Sorry, I didn't mean to get onto such a rant. Um, I was okay. Are you okay? And you made me rethink everything that I know. Yeah, we're back in the tunnel at the end of two thousand one. I haven't seen that movie. Oh god, really? Really? I've not seen two thousand and one. No, um, I've not seen any Kubrick films except Full Metal Jacket. Well, go and watch it this weekend. I'll send it to you as a gift on iTunes this weekend. 
it's pronounced gift actually um, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was good i i um, spat on my screen a little bit oh nice out of excitement um what's new with you there's no news yeah, you have a day off. The Queen has uh, given ordained, you a day off. Ordained us with a with a day. Mm. I haven't recorded the news for today yet, and I'm like scraping things together that happened over the last four days. Mm. Well, you know, the Empire doesn't work, so nothing works. Yeah, there was this article that came out the other day saying that um, there's only 22 countries. Oh, it's not the other day. It, it was sort of resurfaced the other day, but it's an article that's been around for years saying that um, Britain has only ever, has invaded all countries in the modern world except for 22 of them. And it's written as this sort of, you know, look at the awe and like audacity of these people that lived on this tiny island and everything. Um, But for me, it seems much more of like a bucket list. Um, And I feel like it's our responsibility to go around um, invading countries now. Like our responsibility. Yeah, you and I. Well, I would like to think that our volcano base would be a real good center of operations for this. Well, right. It's a bit like uh, Tracy Island in The Thunderbirds, which is such a British reference to America. Over the last week, I have come to the decision that we need to boot these CEOs out of the volcano and that we should take the volcano. I, I, I'm totally on board with that. That's how I thought we were going to do this in the first place. So uh, currently I am firing them all. They're all being fired as we speak. With magma. Yeah. Well, I was just going to drag their profiles away from the site, but sure, we can we can burn their faces if you need to. We can horribly disfigure the CEOs. That's cool with me. Seems like the thing to do. So basically, we should we should we should have a word before we proceed about our logo. We should. Oh no. What? Well, no, because now I haven't got to hand the name of the kind fellow that made our logo so i now need to search for that so vamp what vamp who's vamp not it's not a person it's uh matt it's poly castro matt poly castro made us an incredible logo for volcano um i'll put that tweet in into the show notes but you can go go to volcano.com which is vlcnr.com and you will (laughs) see an image now of the facility of which we have designed um, and we are now taking suggestions because obviously me and, so basically there's been a coup and me and Matt have taken the volcano um, for ourselves and volcano will now be the base for all bionic activities it will be the beginning and end destination of the sexy cruise yep oh, wow, that's, that's the only way to get on the island oh god this is all coming together it's all coming together yeah, I hope you're making notes no, I, I don't take notes don't need a paper trail Mike <laughs> Sure. That's what all these workflow people don't get. <laughs> they have all their notes everywhere. You know, I have it in, I have a redundant copy in Dropbox and iCloud and wherever else. And it's like, yeah, the man knows where it is now. If you were plotting a volcano startup, you know, everyone knows about it already and you're screwed. Like? I'm creating our founder pages. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. So we're there now. Um, I'm going to use that that smoldering photo of you. What smoldering photo? Well, people can find out if they go to, go to volcano.com. They can see the smoldering picture of you. This is what happens when you hang out with um, 
photographers all day. They take smoldering photos of you. You're just walking through. So my office, uh, where I work, I my office is right next to a it photography looks so studio. Evil. What in this in this environment, the picture is so evil looking. Take a I have look. to look at it now. It's not there yet. Oh. It will be momentarily. I'll put it in um. the show notes too. Tearawaytrousers dot com slash fifty seven. That's where you find the show notes. <laughs> T as in tearaway, <laughs> E as in elephant, A as in abacus, R as in rhombus, A as in argyle, W as in uh, Whitstable, A as in arrangement, Y as in yogurt, T as in tyrannical, R, R as in ridiculous. O, uh, O, <laughs> as in ovulate. U, as in undress. S, as in saran, uh, as in the rap. Um, e, as in um, educate. I was going to say ecstasy. Yeah, I know. R, as in so many R's. R, as in uh, ridicule. S as in sanction.com. I hope you caught that. I hope that helped. I think we just help people. I'm pretty sure that's that's what that does. Mm. Oh, God, such a good workflow. Mm. <laughs> that was a good workflow. Mm. So let's take a break. Yes. I don't really know what's on the other side of the break. Greatness? Uh, probably. I need a good picture for my volcano profile. We should have our picture when we were on the sexy cruises, the predominant photo. That's an interesting thought. We need to we need to get that doctored again. Oh, we should just take over Alcatraz. If Alcatraz was a volcano. Oh. Okay, well what we'll do we scouted it. Although I am deathly afraid of prisons. No, see what we'll do is we have our volcano base, which is somewhere in Europe. South Pacific. Oh, Europe, really? Yeah, because then we take Alcatraz as our America's base. Well, I figured we'd be more sort of Asia at this point. Okay, let's go Asia. I feel like there's not that many volcanoes. I, I feel like there's not that many sort of exciting volcanoes in Europe. We could take the Icelandic volcano. That one's active. Yeah, we could. We could do that. Um, How do you? <laughs> can, can you ski on vol- on volcanoes? I mean, we can. Because if so, that's how we make money. Right. So this is the one with all those letters. What the volcano? Oh, yeah, um, which would suit us down to the ground, really. Right, so I need to find out how we pronounce this. I oh, like come on, Wikipedia. Like like this is ridiculous. What? I need to put this in the show notes. You need to, to, to go... I don't know how I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to send this to you now. You know, Wikipedia has those, like, um, and this is how you translate. Like, this is how you say it kind of thing. You know, like, it's it has the pronunciation. Right. Right? right. So... Take a look at that page that I've just texted you. <laughs> it looks like you just fell onto the keyboard. But if you take a look at how it's pronounced, <laughs> it's just more unintelligible characters. But what Wikipedia does have... A Jeff Jala Jokul. Good work, probably. Um, I now need to bring it up on the other computer. 
It is. It is an island. Oh wait, no, it's not. No, it's just a volcano. Oh no, that's just all. We need an island. I I wrote Icelandic computer into Google instead of volcano because it's a computer. But I want to play the. Uh, the <laughs> what we're meant to be doing a sponsor break. Yeah, we'll we'll do it after we've established this. this apparently, this is it. Say say it. <laughs> we need it slowed down. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. Is it an Og Vorbis? Really? Og Vorbis? Really? <laughs> I need it's the something. Tim Ferriss of audio formats. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, playback speed one half. Let's do this. Okay. It sounds like he's having a stroke. You just swore in the middle of that. That was pretty good. I, th- I think the key is just to go cook. Okay, if we have any Icelandic Icelandic Bionic fans, and I'm sure we have dozens. There's got to be. Dozens. Um, we want you to call in. Not that we're live right now, but next week. Just call. Uh, call anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My phone number is two one four. I just get a call from some crazy. I mean, what what even is the country code of Iceland? It's probably like uh, plus ninety, um, and then like twelve digits. And he, someone just comes on and they're like, "Ah, yeah, yellow yoga." I'm just okay. That was pretty good. It's three five four, by the way. It's the country Three-nomous. code. It's the country code of Iceland. That's a lot of numbers. That's 354 being the number of characters in the name of this bloody volcano. Yeah. Right. I am really going to talk about Squarespace for a moment. And then you think of something else. Maybe we just get straight back onto this topic when we come back. Because this is important. This is an important topic. This is important stuff. So this Help episode me. is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TallyHo8. I think I'm going to take a break from the usual read this week because we decided last week that we were going to set up a website for Volcano. And we went to Squarespace to do it, obviously, because where else would we go? It's the perfect place to set up a website. So I set up the page... I gave Matthew access. He got an account set up too, so we both have access to the page. Um, Matthew kindly paid for the for the page, but but he got ten percent off because he used the code Tallyho eight, right? You Matthew, say, um, venture funding it because we had a free trial, but we decided we wanted to continue. You know, so Matt put in the seed money um, for Volcano, so we sustainable Volcano startup. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's sustainable, but anyway. Um, so we're, we were on the call and we picked a beautiful template. We have a stunning template, which is really clean and it's got great images. 
right there. And when I wanted to add images, so when I add the smoldering picture of Matthew, I can drag it from my desktop into the page and it just loads straight away and I can choose how I want it to be presented on the page and then I can choose the fonts that I want. Um, and when we had the awesome uh, logo given to us by Matt, um, not this Matt, the other Matt, it was really easy for me to to put that into the page. You can just upload it as the new logo and it shows up on the top left-hand corner of the site. It's so simple to do. Um, we're able to just drag and drop and able to add pages really easily. You want to hide pages, you just can quite easily just drag them away so they're not there anymore. And we're both able to go in and make all of these edits and we can change the fonts and it's just fantastic. It's so simple to set up and it just allowed me and Matt to be silly and set up something new and we're working on making some fun stuff to go there just because, you know, it's a fun thing for us to do but we didn't have to go and find a hosting provider and then install some random software on a server somewhere and then pay two million dollars for a theme that looks halfway okay that would maybe also if we're lucky feature responsive web design squarespace take care of all of it if you ask me it's the best place to set up a website no matter what your project even if it is some sort of evil volcano base so go to squarespace right now it starts at just $8 a month and they include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And you'll get 10% off and help support this show and all of 5x5 if you use the offer code TallyHo8. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to create an exceptional website. This website does look pretty great. It looks inf- incredible and incredible. Incredible is, yeah. Indubitable. I just Googled uh, Volcano and uh, I discovered that our Twitter account at uh, Volcano, VLCNR, uh, was used to be owned um, by a guy who's now changed his username. Um, his name's, he's from Venezuela, and his name's Rafael Amejiras. Amejiras? Um, lots of difficult things to pronounce today. Um, but he was Volcano for a while. Is that an interesting fact? Yeah. Okay. We're the top result if you Google Volcano. Not a volcano, surely. No. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. That would be incredible work. <laughs> We've taken over all search results for volcano. Um, um, I feel like we should talk about something serious now. Mike? I don't think there is anything serious. You, you did all of the serious. I don't know how I got onto that one. <clears throat> that 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 is um that is an argument I always have uh preloaded into my um mind load. gun. Yeah, well both of those. Um I'm trying to find a good picture of me. Why don't you use your five by five one? Well, I mean it's you know, I'm looking for something a little bit more evil. Um what about the one of you with the suit giving a speech? And we'll just We'll tone it down a little bit, make it black and white, and just say you're giving um, a Ooh. speech to like the UN or something. Yeah, well, I don't think it, I don't think we'd be giving a speech to the UN. I'll be telling the UN what's happening. <laughs> be like, guys, this is it. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this image is just me saying shut up with a nice flower in my pocket. Yeah, I'm down with you that. Just, you just pushed uh, Kofi and on down some stairs. And you're there to lay down some business. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's how these things work. Yeah, I mean, that's politics. 
I'm actually another little thing about Squarespace. I I can edit the image. I can make it black and white by using their tools, which I'm doing now, which is kind of cool. They have Aviary. You know Aviary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very that's, nice. That's built into Squarespace. Yeah, I love it. And this isn't the ad anymore, but it's just because I'm doing it now. So, oh, that um, looks evil. <laughs> wow, this this Aviary, is making photos evil. This is this is big time evil. Is it? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do some more stuff to it. I, I have a, I have a, I have a thing to bring up. You do, do you? I do. Mm. Um, so, uh, as people could probably tell, um, when I was when I came back from uh, Las Vegas last week and we recorded the show, um, as I as we as we both talked about at the beginning, how I was in a really dark place talking about it and everything. You hated Vegas, basically. Huh? You hated Vegas, right? Well, it was just more that. Um, you do, it's it's just an invitation to peer into a window of like um, the ultimate expression of like human of like the human id. It's it's you go to this place and there's no rules and it's just it's just absurd. There's the it's just it's completely outlandish in virtually every respect. Um, but it like it it's really like it's probably because I was out there and I, and I was really busy, just so much work, and I've had so much. Uh, all my meetings and everything was compounded into Friday of last week. And then my weekend um, was, I, I had lots on my mind and everything. Um, but, you know, it's just one of these things. Where, um, and this probably happens to you far more than it's happened to me. Um, but the, it's very easy to get burnt out. Um, you know, we all talk about leaving and idealize, you know, leaving the corporate world and whatever else to go do our own thing. Um, but you know, when you work for yourself, um, and this is one, this is really the point of this is to put a point in the direction of the sort of workflow crowd. Is that one of the main thrusts of like a, what, a lot of what those guys discuss? And it's one of these things that a uh, good friend of the show, Sean Blanc, uh, talks about quite a bit. Is trying to define the line between what you do in your personal life and what you do in your professional life when you work for yourself. Um, because the tendency is when you're really busy and you really care about what you're doing is it becomes such, uh, you know, it becomes such a core integral portion of your day-to-day life that you don't really define a line between personal and professional. And as a result, you never, like, a lot of people get to leave work at the office or leave it in a specific place or on a specific computer or whatever it may be. Um, but I've been struggling lately well, struggling is a bit strong, but I, I've definitely come up against this wall lately where um, my company is moving quickly ahead towards um, a lot of different, a lot of the different things, including launch. And um, there's just so many different things at play here. And I suppose it's just one of those things where you have to remember that at the end of the day, you're doing a job and that it can be difficult. I mean, you're one of these people, you juggle multiple things, don't you? Many. I'm, I am like a clown in that respect. Uh, how? Juggling a lot. Oh. Like that. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you cope with it then? Not very well a lot of the time. In all honesty. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, 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 I think I have this expectation that like... Wow, you punch your microphone. Yeah, no, I kicked my desk, sorry. Mm. Um, uh, I have this expectation that, you know, everyone outside... Everyone in my sort of peer group, uh, people like you, people um, 
like Sean, uh, people like uh, Dan and Merlin, that you know do their own thing and talk about it for a living and write about it and discuss that industry. I have this expectation or this or this feeling in my head that all of them have have it together on some sort of level. You know what I mean? And over the past few days, you know, I'd like to live my life without a lot of strict constructs around it. You know, I thrive on giving myself a lot of space and flexibility in terms of scheduling. I, you know, I keep a calendar. I put some to-dos into OmniFocus and things like that, but I don't live on a specific rule set, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't set an alarm for the mornings, but I still wake up every day before 7 o'clock. Um, and I, I just, I, I'm beginning to feel that maybe there's a lot of validity. You know, I've got this very much this independent sort of attitude. And, you know, I made the whole argument and rant at the beginning of the show. And my worry at the back of my mind, I suppose, that's come up over the past few days is whether or not that's just me idealizing the way that business should, business and work and life should occur. Um, and maybe everything I've done up to this point has just been a fluke. And I don't know, it, it just becomes difficult. Um, obviously, this is far outside our wheelhouse for the show and everything, but um, I don't know, it's something on my mind lately. Yeah, I get it. It's 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 tough. Um, there are times where I'm like, I just want to give everything up and just go live on the island. Right. But sometimes, actually, that's not really the way that it works. Right. I mean, I suppose it, it, it's it's not it's it's really difficult to articulate. Right. It's it's not that I'm it's not that I resent the work and it's not that I resent doing this. Um, what I do for a living. It's not that I don't feel lucky to be able to pursue my passions and everything as a day-to-day job. It's more that, um, you know, when you, when you're off on your own and you're doing this sort of thing and you don't necessarily have a network of backup and everything, it become, it can become quite overwhelming. And I suppose if you don't have a system and you don't have a psychological coping mechanism via that system, then it can become quite difficult. And I, and I, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it being difficult, but and and there's not really a resolution to this. And this is one of those things where I think people are always trying to run away from it and try to find a solution. And we talked about this before the show started. Um, that it's one of those things where it just kind of happens, and a lot of people will prescribe a lot of resolutions and fixes for that sort of mindset you can find yourself in from time to time, like I have over the past few days. Um, but realistically, it's just a natural element of life and the way. Uh, business is conducted and um, that you really ought to just sort of get on with it and deal with it and just move past it and go to the next thing if that makes any sense sorry yeah. that was kind of aimless I it was just on my mind mm-hmm. are you still editing the squ- have you just been editing the Squarespace site the whole time <laughs> no I've been listening to you you've been editing the Squarespace no, site no because if you go there there's nothing there oh but you're there looking very very dapper mm, and you are looking very very evil I do look quite evil in that picture. How come I'm Matthew Alexander and you're Mike Hurley on this? Because you are Matthew Alexander. I love how I've got this reverse nickname now. Well, it's not a nickname. It's just your name. Right, but most people call me Matt, and then, um, including me. But you started this whole thing of calling me Matthew. Because it's, it's more evil. You're like my mother. In so many ways. <laughs> See you at XOXO. <laughs>
Uh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this whole industry, I think it's really easy to become really jaded about the way people uh, choose to look at things. You know, one of the things I find extraordinarily infuriating is people that complain about how much email they get. You know, everyone gets a lot of email and everyone that's talking about like all these different ways you have to fix it and how you have to maintain all these different, you know, systems and everything. I think it's absolutely absurd. I've got an email workflow for you. Do you, what is it? Command A, delete. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are you still using Mailbox? Not Mailbox, uh, Airmail. Yeah, on the Mac, yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to. It's okay. I use it for one reason. Like, literally one reason. So that the email doesn't be marked as red. Yeah. Become marked as red. So, because when it... In, in mail on the Mac, if an email is selected, it's marked as red. But that's not It's just the way it should be. Well, no, because sometimes I've just deleted one message. I don't want to read the next one, but now it's red. And I have to mark it as unread, and it just frustrates me. But airmail gives me the ability to choose that. Because it has the automatic preview, right? But that doesn't mean I need to deal with the email. My email management... Will make people cry, but you know, I have what do I have? I have some unread emails here from like June that are in there mm. purposefully because they're things that I want to deal with later, so they stay in my email inbox. And that was the sound of a thousand nerds all crying out and being suddenly silenced, mm. as they should be. Mm-hmm. If we are in our volcano. I don't know, this is going to come on across quite, quite strong. Please, go ahead. Do, do we have email in the volcano? Um, I think we'd have V-mail. V-mail? Vol- volcano mail. <laughs> it's just the same as normally email, except ev- more evil. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't read them within 24 hours, they, <laughs> <laughs> they turn into poisonous People darts. People turn up at your house. Or something. I don't really know what the ramifications will be yet, but there are ramifications. We send an old school 1970s bubble helicopter to come pick you up and drop you into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I almost, I almost made myself watch "You Only Live Twice" this weekend. You only live twice. I mean, do you remember one of the main things that the uh, Secret Service has at their disposal is they have in wherever they are, Hong Kong, mm. um, they have um, just a helicopter so that if they're in a car chase, they just call the helicopter and it comes along and picks up the car chasing them with a giant magnet. Magnet, see? Common theme. Um, and literally just drops the car into the ocean. So that system... I mean, everything about that movie is really just inspiring everything we're doing right now. Just, I, I consider it, like, you know how people have spirit animals? Right. I just have spirit, you only live twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm spirit, I, I'd say I'm spirit, spirit tiger, who is the Asian head of the uh, Secret Service. Predominantly because he has his own underground train system through the city, which I think... Who does? Tiger, he's, he's the head of the... Um, oh, right, yeah, the head yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. the whatever that is, that he is part of. Like the, Right, the, well, it's because it was still when uh, it was a British colony or whatever. Um, 
but yeah, he has his own train, and uh, he also has that weird slide system to get into his office, and no other, and the, there's just a door right next to it, and it never made any sense to me. Um, but I mean, that should be the fundamental qualities of a good supervillain base is that a lot of the stuff is there. It, you use it once, and you never use it again, and it's just there, just purely for that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first time you ring the doorbell, you know, one guy comes down a slide and finds his way inside, and we never use the slide again. <laughs> so we just do every time, every entrant entrance is destroyed, immediately destroyed. Right. No, not not necessarily destroyed. It's just, it's just left there. It's a bit like they, like they become trapped. I'd like to think of it a bit like an Egyptian pyramid. Okay. Um, insofar as there's just lots of secret entrances and things, and there's all these different traps and all that sort of stuff, but they go off once, and that's pretty much it, because you can't really reset. You know, they're all made of, like, sand. Um, okay. Yeah, I get it. So let's say, for example, that you were told to enter via this place, and then there is a slide that will bring you down into the lavish lobby. Right. So, like... But then if you, you know... If you're asked to come back again, you'll be told a different entrance. If you come back well, unannounced... You'll come back the same way, but for some reason, um, like you have to come in via a hot air balloon or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. You would be told a new way to come back. If you came back of your own accord and went to the previous entrance, you would open the door and just fall into a pit of flame or something. Right, it's, it's always a surprise. Every entrance becomes a trap. Right, which is why you have interns. Like, if Indiana Jones had had an intern um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he could have just sent his intern in the first time, right? Set off all the traps. The boulder rolls out, crushes the intern. Who cares? Cheap labor. Um, And then he could have just strolled in. Yeah. And all the traps have gone off. That's really smart thinking because everyone that will try and get on our island will have interns. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Or they'll at least have access to... They'll have, you know, a task rabbit situation or something. <laughs> yeah, so we have to somehow eliminate this. This is interesting. This is why we need a head of security of some description, because Bulma can't be trusted. I think we've worked that out already. Which is why it could be a good one. We need someone unpredictable. Right. That's Yeah. But then the problem is, though, with, with a character like that, is how do we stay secure? I don't know, some sort of electrocution system. Also, we control the head of security. What if we have a robot? Okay. Or a computer system. A robot or a computer system? Yeah, all of the above. Okay, a robotic computer system. Well, no, I'm talking like you either have like like a robot wandering around called like Jeff. Nah, better name. We need a better... Well, it can be Jeff, but it needs to mean something. Jeff, Jeff 2.0. Okay, or- no, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff.io. Um, <laughs> um, Jeffio. Jeffio. Or, or or we just have like a pretty robust uh, computer network that just takes care of all this stuff. Okay. We just need some sort of sadistic, unpredictable person. Sadistic and unpredictable. I'm trying to think if we've heard that well. I feel like we know too many people. Yeah, we do. That's that the like problem. That. I'm trying to do it without being too offensive to anyone we're good friends with. These, these, these are just these are like uh, qualities that you should admire in a friend. Right. If this was your LinkedIn profile, I'd endorse you for these skills. Yeah. Or you would get plus K for. Yeah. 
plus K sadism. <laughs> I, um, yep, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's you, how that You're works. a thought leader and influencer in torture. Congratulations. Um, we get Dick Cheney. And, um, yeah, that's who we get. We get Dick Cheney. I'm not, not yeah. What? I never mind. What? I was no. Were you going to make a joke about his name? Yes. Is I mean, what sort? What sort of name is Cheney? And Dick in his name. <laughs> what sort of name is Cheney? I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I wonder if the website Dick Chainley is taken, <laughs> because that would be an amazing web service. I don't know what you would do with something like that. Like Dick Chain dot ly. Okay, I don't want to continue down this road. <laughs> I want to come back from this. Um, software, software as a service. Cheney as a service. Uh, Sass. Dick Sass. Sass, right. Sass. Dick Sass. Um, I'm going to just stop you. Like you, <laughs> you, are being, you are being forcibly stopped now. Um, because, right, so the only way that we're going to get out of this is you need to be given a timeout of some description because you're going <laughs> you're going down a, a, you're going into a dark place of mm. which we will never be able to pull you out from again. So Dick Cheney's house. Stop. So uh <laughs> to probably to the only way that I can see to alleviate this situation is to take a, a commercial break. Please do. Commercial break. Commercial advert break. I'm trying yeah, to think well, of a British way of saying it. I think you need. To, I think you need to up the British. Okay. I think. I think. I think. I think all these people have been putting you down, and I think people want more of the British. And I think if anyone complains about it, they can go in the forestall pit. Uh, we need to rename that. Would you call it the forced pool? Well, I I did originally like that name, but if we if he's no longer part of part of this, and it's just me and you, then we can come up with something even better. I think. Yeah. Maybe would just be a um, reinforced, like leather room, no, like a reinforced cage of some description, like just a big cil- big cylinder made of aluminium, um, <laughs> of which we keep inside a stationary Sharknado. It's a pretty outlandish. I mean, we can have... Matthew, we can have we're building a volcano, volcano base on an island. Heat. You know, Outlandish um, is not a problem at this no, point. No, it is, though. Like, this whole thing, it, like, given the correct amount of funding, we could have our own volcano. Right. And we could live there. And we could monetize it by having people ski on the outside. And we could even have, like, a computer robot sort of system. We could even have Dick Cheney with the right amount of money. I don't want to... Keep talking about but um, whatever we're talking about, the aluminium Sharknado cage. Mm. Oh God, let's have Tara Reed there <laughs> for any specific reason, or just to have Tara Reed there. Well, she was in the Sharknado, but I bet she's very vindictive. I think she has a grudge, like a very sexy grudge. A sexy grudge, you say? Yeah, and I feel like. I feel like she'd be a good asset, a malleable asset. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we're losing so much of this because you, you refuse to keep a paper trail. We've got all <laughs> these great ideas that are not never being recorded. Like. What did you say? You never know who's listening. 
You never know who's looking. We're listening for that matter. Yeah, because there's lots of people. We have listening. lots of listeners, and and if you think about it, we only know like a small fraction, like who they are, like a really small fraction. Someone in the like the, the ones that are very vocal on the twitter.com and on the iTunes. <laughs> we we know who they are. Uh, we know who our Slovenians are. Yep. Um, but then there's like a lot of other people, and you know who are they? Um, for all we know, the president could be listening. This episode of your favorite bionic program is brought to you by the fine folks over at Shutterstock.com, where you will find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. You can start searching over at Shutterstock to find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any other project. Shutterstock.com is where you'll go to find a global image collection from across the entire globe. These images are sourced and they are perfect for any project that you are working on. You can choose between image packs or monthly subscription packages so you don't have to worry. You just go in and take what you need. Or you can just maybe just buy one image at a time for your blog or mock-up. You can do all of that. You can choose whatever fits your needs. You never have to compromise. Every time you go to Shutterstock, you're going to find something new since they add over 10,000 new images every single day and it's more affordable than you think with no charge for extra files that are large. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. Basically, if you need high-resolution images, you can download them. Any size, just one price, which is really awesome. If you want something just for your website, fine, you've got it. But if you want something big, you want it to be, I don't know, for retina, maybe, then you can get that too. They don't nickel and dime you. If you need them, you just take them. They have something called light boxes, where when you're searching around Shutterstock, you can easily add the pictures that you like to your light box, so you can come back to them later and review them all. And they also have an iPad app where you can do this as well. They have enhanced license access on any of their images in case you need to run it on print or something like that. They have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips as well. And they have 24-hour support during the week. You can also get a dedicated account rep if you need that. Sign up for a free browsing account at Shutterstock.com. No credit card needed to do this. And when you find the images you like and you decide to purchase, use the code BIONIC8 and you'll get 30% off any package. Thank you so much to Shutterstock for their support of the show. Hi. Any any other vindictive people you think that might fit well on the on Volcano? No, I think I think I think we've knocked out, you know. I think I think the Dick Cheney Tara Reed combo is um it's a sandwich I can be in the middle of. Right. And I lo- um, it's interesting that you want to be in the middle of that. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we need to work out more the utility of the facility at this point. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm now I've now got uh pen and paper. So we're we're obvious oh don't. It's don't I'm writing in invisible ink. What if it turns out you're a member of your family? Is um, I don't know who's our enemy at this point. Do we have any? Does no. anyone just does everyone just love us because we have a volcano? Uh, currently, because nobody are we knows. like a party volcano. We've not decided what we're going to do with our raw power. Uh, we're sort of like a we're like a fairly sociable, shopping around, eligible bachelor of a volcano. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. We could have have one of those reality TV shows. <laughs> you know? The volcano at <laughs> the volcano. Oh my god! I mean, it's called the Bachelor. I mean, it's literally volcano. Maybe we have a TV show. Maybe it's just The Bachelor inside a volcano, an active volcano. But that's just a front 
for the right. evil activity. <laughs> so, sorry, you haven't been selected, and they have to walk off a plank into a pile of magma. So currently, I've got on my little list here of things that Volcano needs. Um, Power sources. Are we running on heat? Well, we surely will harness the raw power of the volcano to mm, provide mm. us with power. I mean, mm-hmm. that goes without saying. We just get yeah. a scientist. I mean, just have to double check we're on the same page. Any, yeah. any scientist can. We, can we need work some good out. synergies to get this going. Yeah. So powered by magma science. <laughs> that's, that's a good that's a good, good point there on the old field notes so we've got computer system slash robot monetized yeah. by skiing stationary right, right, sharknado right. powered no, by no, magma that. that's so outlandish tara reed underlined tara twice you've written tara reed twice no i underlined it twice okay good because that stresses the importance Right, okay, I, I'm now I'm now getting rid of stationary Sharknado. Yeah, but good. We good. do need a uh, murderous fish of some kind. Well, well I feel like that's going to be surprised, supplied by the local wildlife. Yeah, we just need to whatever's we just source what's in the area. I mean, if it's electric eels, fine. If yeah, it's it's, it's carp, artisanal local murderous carp animals. with knives. I don't know. Maybe we just like just sellotape some knives on the back of cart. Yeah, I mean, Whatever. We're, we're a lean startup here. We're <laughs> running on a shoestring. <laughs> Maybe we're, boots, we're bootstrapping our, our murderous animals. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a lion with a flashlight it's taped to its head or something. It doesn't really do anything yet, but it adds that extra layer of, sort of technology. To Can them. we get, like, laser pointers attached to sharks? Yeah, or, no, mean, lions. Probably. Lions with laser pointers. Yeah, lions... Lions with think, tennis rackets taped to their feet. If you put if if you put laser pointers on them, people will think that they're like laser sight, like so they like laser sight. So like if you go in a room and then there's a dot on you and then you see there's at the end of like the laser <laughs> is a, a lion, lion. <laughs> standing there brutally, <laughs> like it is targeting you with a laser. <laughs> right, that's going down. Laser targeted lions. lions. Okay. Right now, what will the output of the volcano be? I mean, we've got all of this technology and security that we're building, right. but what will the actual what what will the end the end user the I consumer? Like think, I like to think <laughs> I like to think of our volcano as sort of an it's like a startup incubator. It's a venture oh. capital firm. Well, I mean, it can for incubate new super villainy sort of ideas. We can definitely We're incubate like the Google Ventures. Because of, of all the heat, Matthew, that will incubate. Mm. Well, literally, yes. Exactly. Um, Both literally and figuratively, we will be incubating. I like to think that we're building the infrastructure. We're, we're sort of a co-working space. We're providing all the tools Ooh, necessary for other really talented people that don't necessarily have the tools at their disposal to do something really, really interesting. Or dastardly or. evil. Right, well, we kill them before they actually get to use it. We just... Ah, right. So they come right. up with the ideas. Then right. they are killed, and then we, we take the and fruits we just, of their And we labor. just gradually build up an arsenal of really great ideas. Of course, when you say killed, you mean, you know, sunsetted. <laughs> they are individually yeah, sunsetted. We pivot them towards death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. we, di- we disrupt them into... Um, a pool of piranhas. I feel like um, I feel like death pivoting could 
somehow be made into a thing. So, like, you pivot someone in such a way that their head falls off, you know? Right, right, like maybe right. It's, it, like, it's, a you, bit like, it's a bit like when you juice an orange. Like, you pivot them at high speed. They're pivoted yeah. so fast that limbs detach. Right, it's a bit like that scene in Moonraker um, when he's put in the flight test thing and uh, Roger Moore's face gets all flat and everything because of the force. But if they just kept going, that's a form of pivoting. And um, he would have just died, presumably. Do we need to consider space exploration? Oh, I, f- I figured that was... I think. I mean, it's in our initial diagram, which yeah. is totally original in ours and doesn't belong to anyone else. Yeah, you drew that. I drew it. I drew it in like ten minutes. Yesterday. That's my understanding. You drew that. You 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 broke out the coloring pencils and and yeah, yeah. It was me and a pack of crayons. We, and, we um, need some good bios for the page for me and you. You know, right. and how we tie into the whole volcano um, thing. Right. You know. So how where how we have you know how we've got to this point at which we feel that a, a volcano base is necessary. This is going to be bad because Squarespace has like really good SEO and someone's going to be Googling like Mike Hurley. It's going to come up like Mike Hurley, like broadcaster and like the next thing, Mike Hurley, broadcaster, next thing, Mike Hurley, freelance terrorist. And <laughs> <volcano>. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll just be very vague in what we're saying. The only issue with the image that you were provided that you, you drew is the image that you drew, Matthew, shows a clear invasion of the volcano, and I wonder why you, you consider that to be such an inevitable thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> or let's, is that let's people... Let's clear this up. Please clear it up for me. I need to understand what's happening. That's our security team practicing. What for? For an invasion, I mean, just in case. Ah, so it's, this is merely a drill. Yeah, and this is also, it, this is also relevant um, for our skiers because we don't necessarily have the, the capital right now to pay for um, ski lifts. So they'll just have to go via the, the volcano layer. Don't want to let them in. Well, that's why some of them are being shot and killed. It's, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's a very much an action holiday. Ah, uh, like the zombie like, running. Like there's, no, there's no gondola to carry you back up and down, and there's a chance that when you try and get back up, you will be shot by a scantily clad woman. But okay. if you make it, you know, it's a pretty great holiday. Armed. Scantily. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we need space flight. Elon's got that covered. Um, so we can call him because he's built, like, he's literally built the, the rocket from You Only Live Twice. So it can land vertically. So are we still employing the services of the Muskinator? Well, I feel like we can at least donate him, like, a playroom. Okay. Musk yeah. playroom. I guess what we really need to, to put some thought into is is our quarters, not our shared quarters, mind. I mean, XOXO, but our separate <laughs> living quarters as well. I mean, we can have one of those, like, you know, we, you have, like, the adjoining hotel rooms. Yeah, we have a set of hanging beads. But basically, what happens is out both of our beds are... Um, horrors like they are they're laid against the wall right sort of long ways and then instead of there being just a door you press a button and the wall the whole wall disappears and then our beds are joined (laughs) (laughs) it's perfect so they're touching so if at any point we need xoxo Uh, yeah we can just we can recline that wall 
and then the beds touch. Good synergy. I like this. So we need. Oh, okay. So I have I have a quick uh, health and safety question. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to have um, an evil pussy there? <laughs> Cat. No, Matthew. Okay, good, because I have an allergy. Um, <laughs> okay. But you can have like an evil whatever else, uh, like an mean? evil parrot. I'll think about. Well, I mean, I'm pretty set with the lions. See, I think I'd like some sort of evil. Oh, no, that's way too. I was about to say something really offensive. I think instead of saying that, I'm going to say uh, I'd like a an, sort of an evil, um, fairly sort of super intelligent monkey. Okay. Mm. Like a chimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What type of monkey? I don't know. One that's intelligent enough to roller skate. I mean, is that all you need? Well, he needs to be pretty, pretty mobile. I mean, I mean, what does I mean? What would what what does the evil cat do? It just provides accompaniment. It's just, it's just there for effect, really. Um, maybe I could just borrow one of the lions. Are you there? I'm just thinking if I if if I mean they're going to be trained to kill Matthew. Like that's the point. Or everyone except me and you, maybe. You know, well, why wouldn't we be trained to kill? Uh, well, yeah, but we don't want to kill the lions. They're part of the security system. Well, just because we're trained to kill doesn't mean we're going to kill everyone. <laughs> just some people. <laughs> That's like saying the army just goes around killing everyone. Uh, well, <laughs> depends what country you live in. <laughs> oh... That's a rabbit hole we shouldn't... Uh, <laughs> Friendly shouldn't fire! Laid down. <laughs> um, the logo's so good. The logo is really good. It's just perfect, isn't it? Um, if you look at it as well, the way I like to look at it... One eye closed. So right now, if you look at it, it looks like a very dark volcano, right? Mm-hmm. But I also like to think of it as a suit jacket with a red ascot around oh, the neck. Oh, wow. I wonder if that's it? what was intended. Right. So I see it as a suit jacket. It's a gentleman's like, volcano. Yeah. Very gentlemanly. Lots of ascots. Um, yeah. Does that, if we're calling it a gentleman's volcano, <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Do we need one of those? Are you asking if we need strippers? Well, I was trying <laughs> to think of a way to like skirt round that, but sure. Do we need a gentleman's club inside the volcano? Do we need, do we need some form of permanent entertainment? Yeah. Mm. I think we, I think we put a pen in that. I think we have to be fairly um, we have to be fairly frugal with our with our capital here. Yeah. Um, but that feels like something that would surely be self sustaining. Uh, well, it depends on the audience, really. I mean, just the security depends, personnel depends alone. Depends on user engagement. I mean, I'm sure that that would be the the real high engagement point. Well, it depends if we have henchmen. Do we have henchmen? Yeah. How many? A thousand. Well, how do we afford them? We don't need to. What do you mean? These. I mean, if you think in these movies, henchmen clearly just like to hench. I don't know why they are there. I don't know who's paying them. I don't I know mean, what they they're being have told. Like a pretty good four hundred one k medical benefits. 
But that, you know, we can worry about all of that later. I mean, we can just tell them they're going to get all that. Then we've got 30 days to provide them with their first paycheck. You sound like every Silicon Valley stuff. I mean, we're pretty evil. So to tell them one thing, and I mean, if we just don't give them a 401k, but tell them they've got one, that's no problem. Because they're probably all going to die anyway. Yeah, there, there is a high likelihood of death. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the invasions that you're planning. You know, these these tactical invasion well, trains. Well, it's just more like danger skiing. Um. Um, so it's I all off piece, basically. Asking. Well, I mean, right. Um, I mean, what's that book about um, hunting humans? I have no idea. You Was know, like the greatest game is uh, human. You know, it's it's been parodied in every TV show ever. But oh, we actually had that. I know what you mean. You mean the the, the pulling book? Is that yeah, what you something. mean? So not literally hunting, sexually hunting. No, well, <laughs> the game, right? I was talking about hunting, but sexually hunting works too. The game. It's written by Tim Ferriss. <laughs> the four-hour sexual hunting work week. <laughs> four hours to hunt in the most <laughs> sexual way. Um, we haven't had any complaints about the show. I yeah, feel that which that's is a good insane. thing. Oh, actually, no, I think we had one. Really? Yeah, I think we had one. But it was a sort of, it was like a half complaint. You know, no it was complaint. like... Can't listen to the show anymore when I'm with my family or oh, anyone know that I know. Uh, no, no, not from him. I mean, he was trolling you anyway, as as, as he has wanted to do. Hi, Stephen. Um, but no, this was a listener, like a genuine listener, like oh, a, really? a real human. Yeah. I'm sorry, listener. Sorry, human. I'm really sorry. We have a place for you on the Will, volcano. What are we going to do about our friends? Well, we have to have some fairly nice quarters there. I mean, do you remember in Dr. No how he has this underground base, right? Hmm. And he treats his guests, regardless of whether he likes them or not, very, very nicely. Yeah, I, yeah, I would like to I think like we to need to have that. an air of class. Yeah. Well, of course, it's the gentleman's volcano. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, well, but there'll be varying levels, right? So it will start at like an executive suite, and then okay, you know, so we can have upwards. like a VIP recurring membership sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, our our friends get to stay in the really nice places, and our enemies get to stay in the nice, the nice. Well, like a member of the Starwood Alliance or something. Yes, but you know, some something along those lines. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bionic beauties, maybe. I don't, re- you know, we haven't really come up with a name for the listeners. No, no, let's not run. At, let's not run with it right now. I don't think there's any rush. Yeah, I mean, we still need to secure the property. And when well, I say I secure it, that's going to be that hard. We, we, we own the volcano. Concerned. We just need to remove the dinosaurs from the island. <laughs> <laughs> Once we've done that, we are golden. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a case of releasing the large gorilla. It's to a get case rid of, of the dinosaurs. A good workflow. Um, we just need the du- hosing system. Yeah. A real good dinosaur workflow here. Um, mm. Once once we've nailed cool that Federico, down, we need some good python for this. Yeah, I mean, large pythons would kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I like your thinking. <laughs> we've been recording for so long. Do you think anyone's still listening? Hello, anyone that's still listening. One hour and 11 minutes of a no news week. Yeah, seriously. We need to change the description of this show. I've made that decision, and I'm delegating this job to you because you're the writer. Why? You're the writer. 
apparently. Oh, Not that you apparently do that anymore. In so long. Yeah. Now, um, now you're now you're a big VC person. Um. Verbally correct. What? I'm trying to think of new like VCs. Yeah. VC verbally correct VC. Very. Concise. Mm. That's not, not concise. you. That's definitely not me. <laughs> uh, verbose C word. Uh, vocabularically. <laughs> That's a new word. Good start. But, yeah. yeah. Vocabularically um, centered. Um, mm. Carefree. <laughs> Verbo- verbose captain. You are a verbose captain. Mm. Captain of the Verbose, the SS mm-hmm. Verbose. Yeah. Well, as I've said before, I like to think of myself as vocally inspired by different admirals of our time. So you need to write a new description of the show, mm. which more, which more readily encapsulates what this show is. So yeah. technology well, it's was some difficult. fun. Yeah, it's difficult. Um. Yeah. That's your homework. That's my homework. Well, can we can we crowdsource it as well? Yeah. Okay. If anyone has any really good ideas, you can tweet me at ismh on Twitter, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't troll Stephen this week. Well, you know he has a show where he can equally get you back on. Yeah, that's true. To yeah, you should listen to his show. Um, it's called the Pen Addict. Oh, uh, so bad. <laughs> No, no. See, I hope anyone, for anyone that's new to the show, and I know there's quite a few people people that are new to the show, um, that may have missed uh, the general uh, banter source that happens between us and Mr. Hackett, and it's all very much in good fun. Um, we are the best of friends. Yeah, Stephen. Stephen is genuinely one of my. I consider him one of my very greatest friends, um, and this is all in very good fun. So I hope no one takes it too seriously. One day I'm going to have you two fight to, to, to decide who's my best friend. Mm. Like, that that will be a fight. And each of you know who the real one is. What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean the real one? Well, you, you both... Is one of us a robot? Yes. <laughs> this is what I've been hiding. So good luck with that. You replaced one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Why do you reckon I request to share hotel rooms with you both? As you sleep, <laughs> I replace your... I replace your insides with bionic parts. Oh Are no! Getting inside of us. <laughs> I hope that the name of our shows doesn't indicate which one's the robot. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. <laughs> there was a reason that I asked you specifically to be to the co-host of this show after I chose the name. Remember when you were so adamant about what this show was going to be, and I kept telling you it was going to be something different, and now it's something different. It, this, but it wasn't what you originally. I don't know what it was, but you didn't tell me this. No one could have guessed this. No. Maybe Jesus. Are you familiar with the TV program Dragon's Den? Yes. We should take Volcano to Dragon's Den. Well, there's an American version. American right. Inventor. What? It's called American Inventor, isn't it? No, it's called um, Shark Tank. Oh. Which is a fitting name. Um, can you imagine if we up, turned up to Shark Tank with a way to affix laser pointers? So sharks. Shark Tank is much is a much worse name than Dragon's Den. Well, Dragon's Den is very good. Um, 
I don't watch any of those shows, but yeah, no, there's a the famous Dallas area um, investor, Mark Cuban, is on Shark Tank. Wow. I bet you know him personally, don't you? Not necessarily. I hate you so much. So what if I know him? Why? There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just commenting. Do you know Mark Cuban? Yes or no? I can't. I don't want to go into that. That means you do, because otherwise you'd say no. I do not know Mark Cuban. See how easy that was? Right. I don't know him well. I'm not like best mates. We how much money each other is he Christmas giving cards. you? <laughs> not that I, I don't actually send Christmas cards. Um, I, think, I think I just got in one of those things that you didn't hear. What? Ah, well, you'll have to... You'd love to listen back to the show. Old episodes of Bionic. Uh, so I've had to start listening back to episodes of Bionic now because um, I'm worried that we're going to grossly offend someone. You can just we- change your Skype preferences and you will hear me. No, I've tried this. I've j- I just reinstalled OS X, Stephen, and um, I, can't, I can't work out where it is. It's in Skype preferences. It's got nothing to do with OS X. It's, it's not in there. This show is over. It's so over. I don't even mean just this episode. Maybe it's automatically adjust microphones, I think. Yeah, it is that. Okay. I'm not going to turn it off now because I'll break everything. See, I can't even hear you anymore. I don't know what you've done. Are you serious? You've broken it. You can hear me, right? You're very quiet. You've broken everything, which means it's the perfect time for me to wrap up. You can find us online. Matt is Matt Alex and M A W T A L E X A N D on Twitter. I am I Mike. I am Y K E. We'll be back sometime in the near future probably next tuesday hopefully hopefully we have at least a week this time to recover sexually yeah we'll be back next tuesday okay on the third of september of september september next week september coming dangerously close to xoxo tantalizingly close to xoxo matt Mm. we can do a show in person oh my god are we gonna do one why not We'll be in person. In person. IRL. IRL. Touching. From bed. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone.